Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corbin, Ed Carson, with a breakdown of the action in today's session. Friday, October 20th, breakdown seems pretty fitting for this week, Ed. We ended the week with a lot of weakness. Yeah, there was uh, really not much good to say about this week. Uh, we've got a wave of earnings coming next week, so I want to take a look at three of the biggest, Microsoft, Google, and Meta. All right, we will do that. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today down 1.5% by sessions close, followed by the S&P 500 down almost 1.3% today. That was followed by the Russell 2000 down 1.1% and the Dow off nine tenths of a percent today. So continuing to bleed here in the NASDAQ, cracking below that 13,000 level, Ed. So not good to see that. Yeah, I mean, we hit resistance around the 50-day line to start the week. Wednesday, by Wednesday, things weren't looking good. Thursday, oh boy, this is a bad week. And today, yeah, we, we just came within like a 14 points or so of the September 27th low, which would definitively end the rally by any measure. Uh, it was a closing low, lowest close since uh, like the end of May. It We closed below the follow-through day of October 6th. That's highly bearish. I mean, it's highly likely when that happens that we're going to fall below the lows. I mean, in this case, you don't really need that indicator. We just need to breathe on this market the wrong way and would fall underneath that. Uh, really negative signs. It's like, obviously, treasury yields having things. I think some of today's action in stocks and bonds might be related to uh, just investor caution heading into another weekend of the Israel-Hamas war. Uh, but obviously, this is going way beyond that. I mean, when you're looking at that, this is just really negative. You just have to recognize this. I mean, yeah, a week ago, it looked like things were still okay. Maybe we were on the cusp of something good. We're now on the cusp of something bad. And yeah, this is not, this is not good action at all. It is not. And Ed, it does show you how quickly things can change because as the week kicked off, we were still looking at a potential declining tops trend line and a double bottom for the NASDAQ. But even before that, it was a look at a potential head and shoulders or a cup with handle. So there have been all these patterns that have continued to develop over time. And now a new one is, okay, well, are we going to see it three waves down here? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We're like, we've had lower lows and lower highs. We are on the cusp of another lower low. And I don't know where we go from here. The 200-day line is the next line of support for for the Nasdaq. Uh, we could, you know, and then you don't know how long it's going to, you know, it's because like, some people say, "Oh, this is the capitulation day." I don't know. Maybe we could just call up the VIX uh, for a moment. It didn't feel very capitulation yesterday. We actually got up a little, um, got to uh, like a five six month high, uh, but today it didn't really move a whole lot. Given that we were, you know, if if there was this real panic, it was more like it didn't feel that way today. Not that the VIX is the be-all, end-all, but it didn't quite have that feel. It feels it's, it's feeling like the market wants to go down. As we talked about, sometimes if the market is doing this, you expect it to continue. Well, right now the market keeps on going down. You would expect that to continue until something really uh, changes. Exactly. Yeah, it does seem like the momentum is to the downside right now, and it can get more oversold. Just like on a follow through day, we want to see that proof of institutional buying and institutional buyers coming back into the market. 
Beyond that October 6th day, we didn't really see that. I think the one perhaps uh, maybe head fake uh, that could have been interpreted was the fact that when the news initially broke of war breaking out in the Middle East, that we didn't immediately go, go down on that news. It did feel like initially there was a little bit of resilience there in addition to uh, the market's reaction to the hot jobs numbers. But now it, it seems like maybe the market is, is waking up to all of these uh, concerning factors out there in addition to treasury yields that are just continuing to march higher ed. Yeah, and I think maybe one reason we had a head fake right when war broke out is because treasury yields came down. And so maybe we're thinking, oh, okay, that's good news. It's like, but that seemed to be investor caution. But now it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of caution here and there. And there's a little bit of a mix up on this chart because it's not showing yesterday's action. We actually fell today several basis points. We got up almost to 5% yesterday. But the thing is, it's like, okay, uh, you know, there's been little blips because of war concerns, which isn't great for the market if everybody's fearful. But looking at the 10-year Treasury yield, uh, yeah, it fell down today. But again, maybe because of war fears for the weekend. But on a weekly basis, just nonstop on in that. Yeah, it just goes up mm -hmm. and up. Yeah, and up. pulled up TBT. TBT. And it's just the weekly charts on these things. Yeah, there was a drop the first week of the, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But in last week because of that, but it wasn't much. Uh, and until this really falls or at least levels off, like consistently, it really gives a sense that, okay, we're not going to rise any, you know, rise much anymore. Uh, it's just hard to see the market making a sustained run uh, or even holding up. I mean, this has obviously just really pressured the market in the last few months. And uh, until that changes, I think that's just overwhelming everything else. Mm -hmm. does appear that way. Let's also take a look at the S&P 500. So we know the critical levels for the NASDAQ. Let's also take a look at the S&P looking like it closed below its 200-day line. And then we had the low from earlier in October at 42.16. The S&P closing today at 42.24. So it too getting very close to undercutting the recent lows for a potential third wave down ed. Yeah. So that's not looking good. Just one other point is that earnings so far, I mean, there's been a few winners, but there's been a lot of losers and some of those losers have dragged down a lot of other stocks. It's not been a nice earning season either. So uh, all the news has been pretty negative. It has. And who knows if that changes next week or not. <laughs> Uh, that is to be determined. Let's also take a quick look at the Dow and the Russell. I'll fly through a couple of charts here. The Dow getting turned away right around the 200-day line. It's still holding above its lows from early October, but again, uh, looking pretty negative here. The Russell 2000, Ed, uh, talk about something that's looking negative. This is looking pretty bad. Small caps breaking apart. Yeah, and that's that's incorporating the last two days, but that's a 52-week low. I mean, that's just and that's there just hasn't been anything really good to say about small caps for a long time. Mm -hmm. Okay, next on our list, let's uh, take a look at the breadth indicator that we like to check in on. Here's a look at SPY versus RSP. So SPY down one and a quarter percent today RSP the equal weight looks pretty even in terms of today's performance but seeing a pretty clear undercut 
of the recent lows on RSP. We can also compare QQQ and QQEW. QQQ holding above its late September low, but still down one and a half percent today. QQEW, not quite as hard hit, but this one undercutting those recent lows and the 200 day line. Let's now take a look at a few ETFs from the week. Here's XLE. We've been talking about this big snapback, but pulling in uh, in the latter part of the week down 1.7% today, up some seven tenths of a percent for the week to get back above the 10 week line. Let's also take a look at SMH, the chips down 4.2% for the week. Uh, a lot of that coming on Thursday and Friday, but uh, this was the other sort of glimmer of hope, Ed, mm -hmm. uh, that when we saw chip stocks in mid-October getting back above the 50-day line, it looked like, hey, maybe this could be one of the growth areas along with a software that uh, was still holding up pretty decently, especially software here, because it wasn't really until today that it broke and uh, boy, did it, it break in a big way down two and a half percent today. Yeah, there's just, you know, so those are areas of strength beyond a few things. And it's just it just came in everywhere. We're not even going to look at the other sectors because they all look just terrible and there's not a reason to look at them. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll save everyone some time. Okay, let's take a look at Microsoft. So now we have three of the big stocks reporting earnings next week. Here's a look at MSFT down 1.4% today. It's holding right around its 50-day line, Ed. So talk to us, I guess, first before we take a look at each of these charts, these three stocks, a uh, lot of investor eyes are going to be watching. They're all in the AI theme to some extent. There could be some comments about that that could create ripple effects on other stocks that have AI exposure. And just given the weight of these stocks in the indexes, they could have uh, you know market market shifting moves here. So set the scene for us of what we could expect next week. Yeah, there's all those things, AI and Microsoft and Google, which we're gonna look at. And there's also Amazon. Those are the cloud computing giants. Uh, Amazon, I mean, Microsoft and ServiceNow, a couple of big software giants. And so it just sort of goes, uh, Microsoft's also actually a decent cybersecurity play, you know, and there's just, it's just on and on. So yeah, the huge amount, it's not just these three companies, you know, probably like 5 trillion in value or so just alone. And then you combine all the value that we related, NVIDIA, all those software and AI names, all going to really play off of that. But Microsoft by itself, which may be the most important earnings report because of everything it's in right now, uh, you know, if it can get above, you know, you know, Thursday's highs or the high of 340, that would seem like to be a pretty good entry. Again, do you want to? Because if it does that, it might be the beginning of the market reviving, okay? And it's like the market needs to do a lot. I know we talked about how close it is, but if it did rebound, it's like it's not like we're right you know, it, it's, we've got some work to do just to get up to some levels we were at a week ago. So uh, that would be one reason you'd have, you, you would still be aggressive, it, probably in the market conditions there. But that would be somewhere to look at. It has been improving lately after slumping for a while. Uh, it has pretty decent growth, you know, especially for a large cap of this size. I mean, you know, it's, so it's, it's not going to be rip roaring like some others, but it's still doing pretty well. Uh, then a little bit of a pickup on the revenue side. 
So there's it. Uh, there's things there. I don't know if it's the number one thing out there, but it's holding up. All of these things are holding up above their 50-day lines, uh, which is one reason why the Nasdaq is still avoided uh, a full-on collapse into to new lows. Yeah, and uh, that 340 level goes back to the prior highs. So oh yeah, <laughs> if you get above that, interesting how that always uh, always happens. That isn't it. It is. <laughs> okay. So we'll keep a close eye on 340 for that one. Let's take a look at Google now. It looks like 140, uh, maybe the level to watch here on the weekly chart, but we'll take a closer look at the daily. Relative strength line has been looking pretty good here at Google still holding above the 50-day line, below the 21-day line today, but seeing it in general, holding above this 10-week line as it trends higher. It's been one of the better-looking Magnificent 7 stocks. Yeah, it really has. And, uh, you know, you could imagine a 50-day or 10-week line bounce. It's, it's not there yet, but that could be one way. It actually has a three-weeks tight uh, that'll be showing up. So that's, I mean, I, that seems more like a place where you'd add on shares, especially this kind of market. And the 10-week bounce, it's already bounced off the 10-week line a couple of times. So it's not like... You know, again, and this is Tuesday night. So how how aggressive do you want to be? You know, if this gaps up six percent, you know, oh, it's like, do you want to be buying that? So, but there's where you could be doing it. Uh, so that that has been showing pretty pretty healthy action so far, and for a lot of the reasons. Again, a little bit improvement on the revenue growth. Earnings are improving partly because of easy comparisons. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I guess uh, something also to keep an eye out for is if we do get a poor reaction to the report, I mean, one could imagine it uh, falling below the 50-day line or even testing 127. Maybe it needs more time to form an actual base. The last base was ahead of the last earnings report. So it's been on the move, although a gentle upward slope uh, over the last quarter. So we'll be ready for the upside reaction or, or a downside reaction as well. And same goes for Meta, which was very close very recently. Uh, to a breakout. It did sneak above a breakout area on 10.11 after an early entry on that 10.6 follow through day, but it's now back down to that entry, Ed, with its earnings coming out on the 25th. Yeah. And so, I mean, same things apply. This one's having accelerating growth again, partly because of easy comparisons. They've controlled costs. Ad revenue has picked up a little bit. So they're really leveraging all that. Had a huge year. It's the first base in quite a while. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons to like about it. You definitely should be following this. But for those who bought recently, probably want to be thinking about getting out. And like you've got three days left. Market's not in good shape. Yeah, I mean, we could have, you could imagine a cascade of things. If these companies say, yeah, we're having to spend a ton of money on things and we're not seeing revenue yet on AI. I think that's something people want to hear from Microsoft. And these others. Are they going to make any money off of these things? You could see some really, really big drops in the market. Uh, and that's just something I think investors need to be aware of. Yeah, there could be some upside, uh, but it would still be risky. But there, there's pretty high downside risks uh, for these stocks, but really for the whole market uh, in the coming weeks. Definitely. I mean, a big loser this week was Tesla. And not only did it gap down 
you know, some 9% on the day of the report, but uh, bleeding further here today. So uh, there's a lot of them. I mean, there's a lot of names. This is actually, you know, I saw it go. Uh, I think what's so scary about Meta, Microsoft, and Google is they matter more in the sense because Tesla's huge and it matters and everybody pays attention to it. But I don't know how many stocks really reacting to this particular stock. Right. In particular, but if Microsoft says, you know, AI is a dud, nobody right. cares, uh, you could imagine trillions the of dollars. The, the ripple effect would be just, just cataclysmic in that kind of sense. Uh, so um, anyway, yeah, it's definitely some things going on. But the, the, again, there could be a lot of positive things, huge week of earnings. Uh, but definitely, I think portfolio management, you know, or, you know, taking care of that is is paramount in the coming days. Yes, for sure. Well, we'll be ready for anything. And <laughs> IBD is going to stay on top of what you need to know every step of the way, whether that's on investors.com, IBD Live, this show and beyond. So make sure you buckle up for a big week ahead. We will kick things off next week with IBD Live. And we hope you join us Monday morning for our live show going over our take on the market and stocks we're watching. So we will see you there. And of course, we'll see you Monday after the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.